0: Every Arizona homeowner's best friend.
1: Come on into my house. It's Rosie on the house. You can come in the house by dialing one 767 4348 My wife of 46 years, sweet Jennifer, will pick the call up, find your name, your question, We'll get you on air, and then your question about your home can be used to educate every single homeowner that's listing throughout the great state of Arizona. But before we get to home improvement, um, my son, Romy, is kind of a numbers nerd. Um, Romy, I've got a numbers nerd factoid for you. Okay. Wall Street <coughs> Journal. Three scientists have won Nobel Prizes for work on electrons because they have figured out how to study them under a light machine that uses a timescale of attoseconds. Do you know what an attosecond is? Hmm. Atom,
2: Atom. It's going to be a round number, like
1: one one millionth of a second. I want you to get your mind around this. Listen (laughs) to me close, y'all. Hold on to your head because your brain may explode. (laughs) There are the same number of attoseconds in one second as there have been seconds since the birth of the universe 14 billion years ago. So how many seconds are in 14 billion years? There's more attoseconds in one second than that number. Now, who, who figures that out, Gary? I'm, that, I'm thinking, was it one to the nth power, and what is nth? Oh, oh <laughs> man. I, I mean, that's incredible. But I, when I read that, I just tried to get my mind around what that number could possibly be. But it's one of Rosie's Little Bunny Trails. I want you all to try and get your mind around the fact that National Kitchen and Bath Association announces October as Kitchen and Bath Month. So if you're contemplating or considering getting any work done on your kitchen or bath, one thing, tune in the Last Hours Program with Derek Rogers of Aquatherapy uh, Tubs and get an education on your bathroom. But this is the time, this is the month where you're going to see a lot of manufacturers offering increased incentives for you to jump on board and get into that kitchen or bath remodeling project that maybe you've been putting off. October may be a great opportunity for you to uh, make that appointment and get in and jump on board. This is our Solar Eclipse special edition broadcast of Rose Yonah. We can't even see it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting texts of people all over the state of Arizona reporting on it, but we can't even go outside and see it. If you live in the Four Corners, you got the full effect. Is that the full effect? Yeah, That's full effect right at the four. That's a that's a front row seat.
2: And while we were on the air, you could tell there was something going on because it, it was a kind of an eerie feeling. Sorry. It wasn't like full sunlight, uh, so it happened. But it, now I think we're going past it at this point.
1: All right. We've got email coming in all week long. Let me address a couple that have come in since last week. Uh, we've got, we're open for phone calls, one If you've got a question, a concern, a project that you're considering, you're in the middle of, you're trying to finish, feel free to give us a ring and we'll put our experience to work for you. Email. Rosie, you mentioned in a recent broadcast that construction of houses with wire mesh and foam had windows that leaked using company-certified methods. How do you correct this? Apparently, he has hired someone to correct the problem, and whoever he hired did not fix the problem. And I'll tell you that back in the 80s and the 90s, When we were standing these 2 by 4 walls, I'm talking about us, the building industry as a whole. We were standing the 2 by 4 walls, and then we were slapping the window, aluminum window, with fins onto that framing. And then we were attaching the shear panel to the top of that. Then we were applying the weatherproofing and the foam and the chicken wire. And I think we only built about nationwide 50 million homes like that. (laughs) And every one of them leaked. And we didn't figure that out as an industry until about the mid-90s. And there was a class action lawsuit against the external insulating foam building system. And if you live in one of those homes and you're trying to get a window exchange or modification or repair it's not just removing the window and replacing the window frame it's surgery where you're actually cutting away the area of stucco about two square feet all the way around the window and we've got to go in there and uh, with proper uh, weatherproofing get in there and treat the new door and window before we ever put that foam on to stop. Because stucco, people can have the mistaken impression that stucco is waterproof. Not only is stucco not waterproof, it's a sponge. It soaks water up. Your exterior wall is going to have moisture behind the stucco that has to be dealt with some way. The reason we tell people you ought to be considering repainting your stucco home about every seven to 10 years with good exterior acrylic paint, because that's your home's raincoat. And the reason we don't like elastomeric paint is we like a raincoat that breathes. So if water does get in, it has an opportunity to find its way out. We are not fans of exterior elastomeric paint on your stucco. We'd much prefer you to use a 100% acrylic exterior paint with a back rolled technique. You can find out more about all that at rosieonthehouse.com. So, Now that your builder on this window, this window, I guess he's some kind of window remodeling specialist, has failed. I hope, what I need to know more about is did y'all replace the window or was he just going in and trying to fix the leak? So I'll have to get a hold of this particular homeowner and get some more questions. On a sidebar, before we start taking calls. I want to give all the Arizona families a heads up notice. Christmas tree cutting permits are now available at Kaibab National Forest. And what more? And that's north. What that's more beautiful? Grand Canyon area. Oh, man. What more beautiful forest wouldn't you want to load the kids up for, make it a weekend trip, and get up there and scout out that new Christmas tree? Kaibab National Forest permits are now available get the permits now I wouldn't cut the tree yet <laughs> no how many do they do do you know did I it say
2: not. I don't so,
1: know they usually sell out pretty
2: quick so if you are looking for that personal uh, tree selection from the forest definitely get the permit now so we've got Chris and Don on the line that want to join the conversation one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight Rosie for you but before we get to that we've got a uh, special announcement and search uh, being every arizona homeowner's best friend we've got a service contractor in the southeast valley we'd like to introduce you to welcome aboard introducing our newest trusted rosie certified partner to the award-winning rosie on the house certified partner network all right for today's new partner introduction we find ourselves in chandler arizona at mason pro services steve mason welcome to the team glad to be here Tell us about your company.
0: Well, I grew up in Alaska. I think when I was 13, I realized I wanted to be a contractor, but I didn't know what field. We ended up coming to air conditioning school here in Phoenix back in 1988, and uh, we loved the town. So I got a few jobs and started working in the field, and then in 1993, we started the business. And who's we? Deanna and I. My wife, Deanna. Excellent. You're like 95% of our partners. So I would do the work, and she would do the book work and the dispatch, and I'd ask her to come home. I want to come home, and she would just keep <laughs> loading me up with calls in the summer. It was crazy. But uh, So now
2: fast forward to today. You know, you've know, you got family, second generation involved in the business now.
0: We are. We have uh, two boys that are in it, heavily involved in it. Uh, one son t- is more like me. He's more mechanically inclined, uh, very knowledgeable in that end. And then we have another son that uh, is more like Deanna, more on the accounting side. He has a degree in accounting. And uh, he loves the office stuff. So it, it's, it's a beginning of a transition, but it's really working out well. And you started in air conditioning from the beginning. But over that time, y'all have
2: expanded across a couple different trades.
0: So we started out in air conditioning. And then uh, my dad was actually an electrician. So I actually did a lot of electrical work when I was a kid. So we started electrical. I actually worked for a plumber two summers. And so we, we started plumbing. It, it's really worked out well having all three trades. Uh, we have some really good people that uh, work with us on that. So you don't have to get
2: multiple companies involved to get one project done. Right on Country Club, Arizona Avenue,
0: 87, you know, it's it's the road with more names than just about any (laughs) other road in Arizona. (laughs) we're right next to Gilbert, Chandler, and Mesa. It's right there, right there in that that little trifecta area, I guess you'd call it.
2: No, and this is great for us because now this brings a a partner closer
0: to our growing area of Queen Creek and Santan Valley. It's so crazy on how... We've expanded so much. I mean, I remember in the old days going out to do calls out there, and there was nothing. And now there's just housing, you know, subdivisions. So, yeah, it's we're in a good location by the freeways. To re, we have really good access to different locations of, of town. And you also uh, cover Fountain Hills. Being on Arizona Avenue, you're able to get there. It's it it is, but right? we started the business in Fountain Hills. We lived actually in Fountain Hills. And so the only reason why we left Fountain Hills was because— uh, I wanted horses, and so we ended up moving to Mesa, where we could get some acreage and uh, and have horses like you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: well, welcome, Plumbing, Electrical, Air Conditioning, Mason Pro Services, Steve Mason. Thanks again for
0: uh, coming in studio today, and welcome to the team. When I get found out, I was really excited because, like, finally, I, I had called multiple times, just like, hey, just following up. So it worked out good. We're all excited about this,
2: and we love having a, a locally owned business that we can refer our homeowners to.
1: I hope we're accomplishing what we set out to do in a week of particularly anxious filled news segments all week long. We try and show up on Saturday mornings. Just happened to specially arrange a a solar eclipse to coincide with the broadcast. Uh, And we're here to cheer you up. We're here to help melt away your anxieties. We're here to answer any questions you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. And with that said, Chris has a call coming in. He has a project he'd like to talk about. Let's bring him into the conversation. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, Rosie. Love your show. Thank you, I man. Need some cheering. I need some cheering up. Okay, buddy. Let's do it. I got a 1959 house in Scottsdale, sump walls.
0: I'm trying to hang a six foot by five foot portrait that okay. weighs between 75 to a hundred pounds. Okay. And I have, I have some wall casing that's about four feet up. That sticks out about two inches. I'm trying to figure out what would you recommend the best way for me to hang that and anchor that into the sump block.
1: I'm um, uh, when you so you have it furred out on the inside, or uh, you... no?
2: I it, it's it's a it's a drywall on sump block and. Um, uh, a previous person tried to hang that and uh, pulled
0: right out of the wall, okay. so uh, I need to make sure it doesn't fall out this time.
1: Okay, I was trying to figure out if we were going through the furring strip, through the sheetrock, into the slump block, or if we were going straight into the slump block. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly because this is a short segment, so you may have to log on to our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and listen to this in slowed-down version. But here's what you're going to do, Chris. If it were me... At my house, I'd get in there and I'd do it with one screw or one bolt. If I were hanging a hundred pound piece of art for a customer, I have to confess to you, I would do it with two. (laughs) So what I would do is I would do the math. I'd bring Romy out there in the field with me and I'd say, Romy, if uh, we take this 60 inch wide painting and we're going to hang it in two places, let's reach back there and grab that cable, pull it up. What is the difference between that cable and the top of the window? Let's set up our laser level. That'll tell us exactly where we want the two mounts mounted to the wall. And I would take a 1 8 inch drill, very small, and I would drill a pilot hole through the drywall. And you may or may not hit the furring strip. That's okay. Disregard the furring strip. And I would start. I, you're going to ruin your eighth inch bit. But then I would start a hole in that slump block with that bit and then i would go over to the second location i'd do exactly the same thing what you're trying to do then is you're going to go in with about a half inch masonry drill bit but because you've started that little bitty pilot hole in that slump block, that drill bit, masonry drill bit, isn't going to bounce around and bounce around. Make sure it's a new masonry bit. Make sure your drill is set to the hammer mode. And now you're going to seat the head of that masonry bit into your little bitty pilot hole. You'll be able to fill it and drill all the way through the slump block, all the way through the outside web. You'll end. Up, you'll know when you're through because the drill will just give and you'll be drilling through air go do it in the second location now what you're going to do is you're going to take a get to your ace hardware store and pick up lead shields and you're going to set that lead shield with uh uh needle nose pliers Back in that hole and you're going to reach in there and you're going to have a like a lag bolt with a washer on it and you're going to start it and make sure you get it started before you push that lag screw back into the wall so you start it set it in the hole and as you start tweaking it and sometimes i have to use a toothpick or i take a long sliver of a piece of um uh, shim shingle and i set it in right next to that lead shield just to hold it to get started as it expands it'll hold steady now once you've got that set you just crank that baby down to where the head of the lag bolt is about an eighth of an inch off the washer on the sheet rock and it'll it'll hang that hundred pound uh piece of art no problem it'll never pull out when your kids are misbehaving, you can take them by the back collar. You can hang them on that same bolt. You can do whatever you want. It, at that point, lead shield anchored into masonry, you're going to be able to hold 100, 150, 200 pounds easily. Eighth inch drill bit, starter, and a half inch sharp new masonry bit. Go pick the, those up at Ace Hardware, and those are your secrets.
2: And the nice thing about Ace. They do a really good job having very local stuff. So you had mentioned you're in Scottsdale. It's a slump block home from the 60s. So you're in South Scottsdale. So they've got one on uh, Scottsdale and Thomas Road on the southeast corner. You know They're going to have masonry wall anchors. Actually, that's on Scottsdale near McDowell. McDowell they move. You're talking about Paul, Paul's hardware. They move? Uh, they move quite a few years I'm ago. I'm a very popular customer there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, they're gonna and it's in the same spot you would find the drywall uh, wall anchor just make sure you get the masonry one a lot of times they're they're coated blue
1: and i and i like those lead shields when i'm anchoring to masonry we're gonna take a short break here but when i get back i'm gonna share with all of you arizona homeowners how i saved about 200 bucks this past week at my ace hardware store oh man
2: we should get him to sponsor this or something. <laughs> Join the conversation. 888 767 4348 188
0: Rosie for you. Sunday, Monday, happy.
1: to make your Eclipse Saturday the best day of the week, right here, at Rosie on the house, going out on the last segment. I mentioned I was going to share how this week I was able to save. I'm I'm guessing about 150 or 200 bucks. And at my house, I've got a gate that goes back into the alley, and it's got a deadbolt on it. That's a a good deadbolt, and it's been outside. Uh, It's double cylinder, so there's a key inside and out. To get in or out, you have to use a key, double cylinder. Uh, I paid good money for it, but it's been exposed out there in the weather for about 25 years. (laughs) And it was getting a little hard to use the key. Dust build up, a little outdoor. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it really wasn't made for this. uh, So maybe I just should dig in the old pocket, and buy a new one. And then we came home from vacation, and we have a mailbox that stores our mail so we don't have to turn the mail service off if we're leaving for a couple of days. And that lock was stuck. I thought, well, what's going on here? So now I gotta Somebody get... come super glue no, all I your mean, locks <laughs> for a joke? Well, I, well, I can't <laughs> say I didn't think about that. And I thought, okay, well, what's the plan here? Well, I went to the True Value hardware store, Ace Hardware store in the neighborhood, one real close to me, and I was just going to pick up some dry powder graphite grease, which has worked very well for me in the past when I'm trying to lubricate deadbolts and padlocks. But right next to the dry, there were two spray versions. And you're familiar with 3-in-1 oil. Oh, yeah. Who isn't, right? And it's a I've never seen it in an aerosol. Well, that's what caught my eye. Okay. Three-in-one lock dry lube. I thought, oh, I got to try that. And it's got a little marble in there, so you got to stir it up. And it goes on completely clear. Okay? So I, I bought that. But right next to it was another can I just had to try. It's called the Blaster. And you know what? The reason is- I bought it? is because they're champions of the rust belt, made in America. Huh. So I I just and, had so then I just had to buy it. And is that just air? It no, it's Blaster Industrial Graphite Dry Lubricant. I thought, well, I got I got to add that too. So, I took both these products and I went to that back gate deadbolt. And I used the graphite, but I have to tell you that you have to be really careful. <laughs> you have to be really that- careful cuz it comes out Black as graphite. That takes me back to the Pinewood Derby days. Yes, and and I'll tell you, yes, that's right, on the wheels. But I'll tell you, if you hold this spray can nozzle down one half second too long, it actually goes to penetrating the lock to dripping down the outside of the lock. And that black graphite is hard to get off. So then on the next lock I was having trouble with, I did the three-in-one dry rot lock. Loop, perfectly clear worked just as well and i saved having to replace those locks calling north valley locksmith and having to come out and fix it or having to replace it or repair it myself so for the price of those two lock lubricants it was worth the trip to my Ace hardware store and
2: if i'm going in there what aisle am I looking for these in? Are they in the lock aisle? Or same or in the... Same place you'd find
1: the WD40. Okay, <laughs> but don't use WD40 on this application when you're trying to rejuvenate locks, especially outside. WD40? My, my, I think my grandfather used it for cologne. He used it for <laughs> he used it for everything. He wouldn't he would have eight or nine cans of WD40 everywhere in his house. WD-40 is not made for this application. And the thing about
2: that I would think, could you use those on door hinges to get the squeak away? I, I wouldn't use the black one. <laughs> not the black one, right, but the, the three-in-one? Absolutely. That's one thing about WD-40 is if it's an outdoor application, it'll work short-term. But it provides an opportunity for gunk to build up and attach to it and cling on, especially in the dusty Arizona setting, for sure. And you know another great application for WD forty if it's in an aerosol with the spray. If you've got something on your hand sticky that won't come off, you just squirt that on. I mean, it melts it right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, may- it does make a good hand clean. Our, our fly tape that we use around the horses. Yes, okay. You know, it's very yeah. sticky product. It's actually dairy tape they use at dairy farms, uh-huh. and it's these long rolls of glue that you just hang out and. I mean, you can't do that project even with gloves without still getting gunk on your hands. So we got a little WD-40 out there to Beep. clean off the fly glue.
1: Hand cleaner. WD-40 hand cleaner.
2: Yeah. Great <laughs> hand cleaner.
1: <laughs> hey, I want to thank, you know, this is October. It's National Kitchen and Bath Month. And we're doing a little segment here on cooking and fire and safety protection. I want to thank Kirk Development, uh, one of the Rosie Certified Remodelers in North Central Phoenix, Kirk sent out their newsletter this week about ensuring the safety in your home. Five fire safety tips for the homes. Ensure your home heating source are well maintained. Inspect your home's wiring. Keep combustible materials away from heat sources. That's the one that's violated all the time. (laughs) That, That gas furnace down the hall, you open it. And they're keeping the dust mop and the rags and, and flammable materials in there. And if you smoke, do it outdoors. Stay home when cooking as opposed to trying to get something done uh, while you're at work. So thank you, Kirk Development, for uh, us, helping us spread the word about cooking and kitchen safety. Jennifer loves this topic.
2: And it just happens to be our weekly to-do because it is Fire Protection Week.
3: It is. Um... So we came up with a little article, and it has some great tips on all kinds of appliances that you would heat, use heat in your kitchen, obviously. So like microwaves, um, slow cookers, all that sort of thing. But what I wanted to go a little deeper in, so you can pull up that article. It's got some great tips um, to, to keep your family safe. But what happens when there is a fire, right? So we need to make sure that we have our ex- fire extinguishers available. And there's actually five ratings of fire extinguishers. Um, and each one is rated for a different type of f- fire. One would be like paper and wood. One would be paint. One would be, um, you know, things in the kitchen. But don't use water. Don't use water. And thankfully, and don't use baking soda either. And oh. thankfully, um, you can get combos. So you don't have to worry about which fire extinguisher you're, you're gathering. But I like to go to like the product rating. Websites. The one I like is called thespruce.com, and they have rated uh, the first alert uh, home rechargeable um, fire extinguisher because it is rechargeable. Now, they're not very expensive, but, and recharging can be a little more expensive, but it's a really nice, sturdy one. It's metal. It tells you when it needs recharging. And also, one thing to be really mindful of is, you know, who is the person that's going to be using it? Is it too heavy for them to lift, or oh. is it too hard for them to squeeze the handle, oh. or you know? So that that's a big component of it. You know, what size you're going to f- fix. Now, I did come across another product. I'm not endorsing this. I'm just telling you. I've done a little research on it, and I actually ordered one. And it's called the. It's, the company is Prep Hero. Only place you can get it is on their website. And it's a blanket. So you hang this little pouch up. It's red. It says first alert. It has two tabs. And it's, this is for a small fire. So let's just say you have one pot, right, that catches on fire. You yank the tabs, and out comes this white blanket. And it looks like um, kind of like nylon-y, very, very dense mesh. And you just throw that over the fire.
1: And I think people need to know, it's not a blanket like you'd spread on a California king bed this no, this it's a this yeah. is it would cover your stove top. three feet by three feet and it folds up and this hanging package would be perfect on the back of the pantry door yeah. it could hang there uh hopefully never to be used mm-hmm. but should you have a little flame up on the cooktop open the pantry door reach back there the tabs release the blanket immediately and you just drape it right over the fire
3: yeah so um, we're keeping one you know um And there's so many details to fire safety. I would just encourage you to spend some time with your family just assessing your home, you know, fire alarms, sprinklers, um, smoke alarms, just all those sort of things make sure they're in good operating order. But one of the big things I think people neglect is putting together a plan, an escape plan. And one of the tips that they gave um, was to, you know, if you have someone in a wheelchair, we were talking about that earlier with Derek, a wheelchair or a walker, you know. Think through those things. Keep them handy at night or when they're in bed. If someone needs glasses or hearing aids, that should be kept close to the bed so that if they needed to get out and navigate, they could do so, you know, to the best of their ability. So, and then practice with your family and make sure everybody knows the meeting spot outside.
1: Did uh, speaking on cooking safety in the holidays, uh, the Cajuns kind of started a tradition of deep fried turkeys. Did you, did you ever? Not... Did you ever lose that photograph of our backyard fire? <laughs>
3: Do you know that that comes up on almost every fire safety I, I, I site now because it caught on so much? They encourage you to use electric fryers. <laughs> but I can tell you right now my family will never go to an electric fryer. But you just have to be really careful because they are open kettles. So, you know, keeping animals away. We like to use yellow tape and just say, you know, this is a no-go zone. No-go zo- you know? no zone. And the, the main thing for all cooking is to be in the moment. You know, don't don't multitask when you've got something hot. Going on you know, stand there at the stove or I mean how many loaves of bread do you think I've burned? <laughs> oh have, we're not going there.
1: We're not we're not going there, babe.
3: I have to stand there and watch we're it or not burn. Going it. There. You gotta stay there.
1: You don't wanna have you don't wanna start cooking a holiday meal and end up having to call your insurance company, which leads us to a call that we took last week. Someone from Scottsdale was calling and saying that they were contemplating getting a metal roof on their house and that they mentioned it to their home owner's insurance company and the homeowner insurance company said if you do we will cancel your coverage we reached out to every roofer and every homeowner insurance expert we knew and they could not find one reason that that would be the case so i'd like to reach back out to that homeowner in scottsdale and tell him, you know if you're having trouble Uh, reach out to our favorite insurance company. We've got a couple, but you can reach out out to Focus Insurance and uh, maybe consider a new homeowner's policy. On the topic of insurance restoration, we've got to give a tip of our hat to another Rosie certified partner, Kowalski Construction. Romy, they just won a national award for an insurance claim they did on a 100,000-square-foot freezer. That's a big freezer. And a water line broke. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So over the Christmas and New Year holiday... A major fire sprinkler line broke for a national grocery store chain, and the break itself was in an extremely difficult spot. The ceiling of a 118,000 square foot freezer in the grocery chain's largest distribution center. The scope of work was to mitigate damages caused by the leaking water, which had frozen and obstructed all the chain's production facilities. So, congratulations to Kowalski Construction. If you're concerned, about how to handle an insurance loss at your house. If Kowalski can handle one like that, they can handle one the size at your house as well.
2: Somebody was listening to your segment about lock, lubricant. Yeah. Yeah. And the company they work for has a contract with the U.S. Postal Service for lock maintenance and repairs. Oh. And he uses a product called Houdini oh, okay. lock uh, lubricant and says that's exclusively what they use. Okay. So I looked him up and I uh, can't find out where it's made. Um, but the manufacturer says they've been developing this, this product for over 50 years and on their website, they have a couple other different uh, products as well that they make. They've got a garage door lubricant, uh, some uh, gum lubricant,
1: very special lubricant for those springs, yeah. red door springs,
2: super slick stuff for dirt
1: bikes. So okay, there, there's another product for you. Well, let's see if we can get to Nancy real quick. Who's calling from Tucson? Good morning, Nancy. Welcome.
3: Good morning. How are you today?
1: Good. How's everything down in Pima County this morning?
3: It's heating up again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, hopefully soon it'll be fall, like
1: yeah. it's supposed to be. It's coming.
3: Uh, it's coming. Martha, it's a coming. The reason why I'm calling, uh, I'm in need to have some um, underlayment replaced on my roof, and I have a concrete okay. tile roof. Okay. okay. And... Um, I've under—I've had several people tell me don't put, have somebody put the peel and stick underlayment down, and then they've given me prices, and they're two of the highest prices I've ever received. And I'm thinking, why? And then, especially when felt is supposedly cheaper than underlayment.
1: All right, let me let me get to this only because we're running really tight on time. We appreciate the call, The first thing I would encourage you to do is get to RosieOnTheHouse.com and take a look at the roofers that are certified in Pima County. That'd be West Coast Roofing, that'd be Lions Roofing. And I'm going to tell you, here's a perfect example of why we certify more than one contractor in each category. I'm going to tell you that if you bring those experts out from West Coast and the experts out from Lions, they very well could recommend two separate products for you to use. But I'm going to tell you this, I would trust either one of those products. I will tell you that we've been putting double layer 40 pound down for about 40 years. And it seems to be holding up pretty darn well. Um, And I know there are others that believe in a synthetic and a stick down, melt down, torch down product that will extend the life even longer. So I guess, to me, it has to do with how long do you want to be in the house? How long do you want that roof to be in an impervious, leak-free? Because the tile's going to last 100 years. The underlayment never will. So get a hold of West Coast Roofing. Get a hold of Lions Roofing. I can tell you that whatever those two would recommend, I would endorse. Appreciate the call from Tucson.
2: And like Rosie said, there'll probably be different recommendations. It could
1: could very well be different products. And I don't know like a plumbers, you know some some love PEX and some still only use copper, you know. And both
2: can work a very long time if done correctly. Uh, I wonder what the with the peel and stick. You know, if if at fifty years you're going to replace that, is that the problem? You can't. Pull it off, and it's not like you could put another
1: peel-and-stick over the top and have it well, flat. we don't know because we don't have a 50-year peel-and-stick. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been around that long. I don't know. Uh, huh. If so.
2: you use peel-and-stick, uh, let's say maybe 10, 12 years down the road, uh, you have to take it out. You can't just unpeel it. You'll have to remove the, uh, the plywood, too, correct?
1: Well, That's well, what I was saying. Uh, oh, oh,
2: okay. Yeah. I, I, wonder if that's, that up. <laughs> I wonder if that's the, the the reason some people don't don't like it. But we do have a roofing uh, broadcast scheduled, so that'll be a question we'll ask our roofers when they're in studio for one of our on the house hours.
1: Appreciate the call. Well, I hope we made a dent in melting away the anxiety you may have brought to our show at the beginning of the broadcast at eight o'clock. I hope we've allowed you the opportunity to drop your guard, relax, put a smile on your face, a sparkle in your eye, a skip in your step, and, 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 and find a place that you can find joy and peace and confidence. That's what we try and do every single Saturday morning right here at Rosie on the House. And you can become a Rosie Insider by going to our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and sign up for the weekly newsletter. You can also go and you can find our e-commerce store where we've got uh, products that primarily, we try and pick products that are primarily made in America, but they're products we feel tested and particularly can endorse their performance. If you're beginning your holiday Christmas shopping, I would tell you, get to the Rosie on the Now's e-commerce store if you've got a handyman or a handy woman or a handyman wannabe or a handy woman wannabe uh, see about the products we've got right there that will get delivered to your house from our e-commerce store just a couple of things we do the newsletter the website the radio broadcast we're coming out with our 2024 home maintenance manual we'll be out for distribution here in the next few weeks all designed to do whatever we have to do to become you, the Arizona homeowners, best friends.